Trevor Ben's shite-sized chunks. Have you been following the Olympics, Ben? Not at all. Not at all? Not at all. Wow, surely you should be taking some interest. I've seen a little bit of what's going on in Rio. What's going on in Rio? Well, I saw some something on Facebook. Right. It was basically about how the... Um, I don't want this to sound nasty. But, but it's se- going to. I've seen the footage. <laughs> some of the kids there uh, are basically like... You know how on Brighton Beach yeah. you get a lovely bag of chips? Oh, yeah. And the seagulls sort of swoop down. And Are you chips. calling Brazilian children seagulls? But only they don't take your chips, they take your iPhone. Right. <laughs> and then they leg it. Frankly, if you're going to show off with an iPhone, tough. Yeah, should have left that at home. <laughs> so that's all, that's my coverage of Rio. Well, I'm glad you're, you're getting to the nitty gritty yeah. of the Olympics. <laughs> I must admit, I haven't watched that much. I think we said on the live show that I was struggling to get excited this time around. Mm. I think London 2012, it was our home city, wasn't it? It was exciting. Yeah. This time, oh, fuck it. Hasn't the gymnast broke his leg quite badly? Yeah, that was quite horrible. Yeah. I only saw that footage this morning. So did it's I. It's horrid. It's nasty, yeah. I, I wish I hadn't have looked, <laughs> to be honest. But what I like about the Olympics is the coverage. Now, obviously, over here, the BBC, fine organisation, do a very, very good job. But there's always a few things about coverage that I enjoy or dislike. (laughs) But whichever way I fall on it, it's still entertaining. Yeah. So, for example, I was watching a bit of the Olympics last night and they were interviewing a cyclist. And something, I hadn't seen any of the event, but something had obviously gone wrong. And he just went live on telly. He went, oh, well, shit happens. Lovely. And I love it when a sportsman swears. Was he Australian? He was. Excellent. (laughs) They know how to swear, don't they? No one swears better than an Australian. The Scots are up there, but I think the Australians win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the Scots, when they swear, it's it's very aggressive. Mm. Whereas an Aussie, it sounds just sort of blasé. But I love it when a sportsman swears on live telly. And me and my mate were watching it last night, and we were playing a game. How long after the interview will it be before the apology? And clearly, it had to happen very quickly because the woman had barely said goodbye to the athlete, which she's going, well, I do apologise if anyone was offended. <laughs> I just think, do you know what? Get over it. Yeah, well, they have to, don't they? It's the BBC. <laughs> I suppose. But I sometimes think when they shove a microphone in your face after you've been competing and something has gone wrong, hmm. you may not be in the best frame of mind. No. Or you might be overjoyed, because I think I've got a memory of Steve Redgrave after he won his fifth gold medal, of them going up to him in the boat and sticking a microphone into his face. And I'm sure he just went, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. And and I remember there being all this uproar, you know, Steve Redgrave says fuck on television. (laughs) (laughs) Well, leave him alone. I remember at the the recent Euros that we obviously bombed out of, Mm. I think it was before one of the big games on the BBC, Joe Hart was getting pumped up in the lineup, ready to walk out onto the pitch, and he was going, fucking come on! (laughs) Sort of instantly, oh, well, you can understand, he's very hyped up here, very sorry about the language. But it's kind of become, whenever the BBC start a programme from now on, it's just going to be, welcome to the BBC. Sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> so, so sorry. The Tune thing, in next week. The thing I find weird about football coverage is they will make apologies for overhearing a footballer swear, mm-hmm. overhearing a manager swear, a player swearing in a post-match interview. Yep. But they won't mention the crowd swearing <laughs> for 90 minutes. Oh, 
the fucking hell are you? Don't mention that, no. do That seems acceptable <laughs> to have to have 60,000 people saying fuck all in one go. And whenever they do reference it, it's very sort of cheeky. It's, uh, and the crowd here... Obviously enjoying themselves. Yes. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Getting carried away with the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing about the post-match interview that I enjoy, particularly uh, in athletics, uh, you get it a little bit in football and other sports, but mainly athletics, when someone's just run, I don't know, 10,000 metres, and then they stick a microphone, and, and you don't get anything out of them apart from... <laughs> Yes, yes, I've won. Don't give them a couple of minutes. Yeah, and get the breath back. I mean, I'm getting nothing out of this interview as a viewer. <laughs> I, I don't understand that at all. No. I mean, I know that as a broadcaster, they probably think we need an immediate reaction. Mm. Yeah, this person has just won gold. All they're thinking is, I'm going to drop dead in a minute if I can't get my breath back. And the last thing I'm going to do is want to speak to fucking Hazel Irvin, <laughs> who just come over with a fucking microphone. <laughs> And the other thing is, of course, the tears. Either tears of sadness because it hasn't quite worked out for them or the tears of joy because they've won. I was watching another thing from uh, Rio this week and they were interviewing someone, I don't know who it was. Uh, I think she'd won, but she was, oh, she was in floods of tears. Well, that's nice. It is nice, but she couldn't give an interview. So Ah. they just had her standing there, crying her eyes out, while the (laughs) presenter sort of waiting for her to finish crying, you know, rather than saying, well, we'll come back to you in a minute, just sort of leave her on the screen going, well, obviously it's been a, she's still fucking crying. (laughs) Still going. Shut up, love, we want to do an interview here. (laughs) I think it's very unfair. It is. Very unfair. Um, And also, what I love about the coverage is there's always controversy with one of the commentators. Always. This year, so far, it's been the tennis commentator. What's he said? Well, I'm not sure. I don't want to get into difficult waters here, Ben. I'll be the judge. I'll be the umpire. I'm on his side. Okay. Uh, Basically, he uh, was commentating on the tennis, and in the stadium, they had a big screen, and they went to a couple, and the couple kissed on the big screen. And everyone went, oh, isn't that lovely? No problem so far. And then, uh, let me read you the headlines first. Okay. That came after the event. Commentator Paul Hand suggests he doesn't want to see two men kissing. Ah. Oh. Now, I'm going to tell you exactly what he said. And this is why I am on his side. So you're it, on the side of the homophobe, is that right? <laughs> well, I'm not sure he's a homophobe. <laughs> okay, what did he say? Let, let me get this straight first. Right, so he said, uh, first of all, he's seen the, the couple kiss. Yep. And he said, oh, come on, let's have a kiss. Oh, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Right. Then he says, let's hope they don't go on to two blokes sat next to each other. Oh... Now, is that a suggestion that he doesn't want to see two men kissing? Kind of. Or is he making the point that there's now a precedent set that if two people are seen together, they've got to kiss? And I think what he's trying to say is, let's hope there's just not two random men sitting next to each other who feel very awkward now. Mm, you think you'll never know truly what his intention was by that. <laughs> well, he's had to apologise, and I sort of feel a bit sorry for him because I don't think he was meaning anything. Did he clarify that that he meant what you thought? Like, let's hope that the next two people who are randomly shown on the big screen don't feel obligated to snog. And uh, well, no, not as far as I know. Mm. <laughs> 
Okay, I tell you what, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt this time. Okay. Any more from him like, like that, then it's a black mark on his name. I just think it's a bit of a stretch from what he said to then have the headline, you know, he's suggesting he doesn't want to see two men kissing. Well, he is suggesting he doesn't want to see two men kissing, but possibly for innocent comical reasons. Yeah, well, you see, th- this is the thing, right? There's always something somebody says, yeah. or in some sporting event. Earlier on in the year, there was Wimbledon and the Andrew Castle potentially sexist remark. Oh, no, I think I sympathise with him on this one. What was this? Well, he was talking about the wife of one of the players, who was a very attractive blonde lady who's a dentist. Mm-hmm. And he just said... Oh, it's a pity my dentist doesn't look like that. And suddenly there was uproar. I remember that now. There's nothing wrong with that, is there? Again. I'm not sure I'm coming out of this chunk well. Again, (laughs) let's give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Yeah. Because ultimately all he's saying is she's a very good looking lady. I wish yeah. I could see a, mm, it's a bit sleazy. <laughs> I don't know. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, what about all the coverage outside of the main sporting bits? I mean, whenever you see something where an athlete has won a gold or a, or a medal, uh, for example, this morning I was watching the news and they were reflecting on our gold medal yesterday in the kayaking, you know, one of the big sports. Oh, yeah, the big one. Uh, Joseph Clark, you know his name, right? <laughs> Who doesn't? That's yeah, I mean, household name, isn't yeah. he? Joey Clark. Yeah. Kayaking Joe. Uh, JC. Yeah, right? <laughs> Kayak Joe. Yeah. He, he's amazing, right? So he wins a gold medal. Fantastic. Very, very pleased about it. Great Britain, stick it on the table. Lovely job. (laughs) I didn't think the news this morning needed a whole item that was teased in the menu about them being at the bit of water he trained on. (laughs) Is that necessary? I mean, is it just so desperate to fill some time? That really is. People will come from miles around to splash their face in the water. The the great Joe, what the fuck was his name? Um, What kayaking Joe? You must remember his (laughs) name. Joe Clark, was it? Hang on. um, (laughs) Joseph Clark. Joseph Clark. Yeah, Yeah. a name to remember. (laughs) (laughs) But they do it with uh, like Andy Murray. Whenever he wins anything, they go back to his club that he trained at as a kid. Mm. You know, and all these old farts going, well, we remember him well. You know, oh, he was a kid then. So fucking what? (laughs) (laughs) Is it really necessary? I agree. What about the opening titles on the BBC coverage? That's really confused me. Is it We're Sorry? No. No? Okay, what is it? Well, it's animals doing Olympic events. Is it another confusing one? Because didn't they get in trouble, the BBC, a few years ago? Was it the BBC who had 2012 in funny lettering that looked like the word Zion, which got people losing their fucking minds? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you not remember that? No, I yeah. didn't know And yet another controversy. Yeah, yeah. Was this the, tw- the official 2012 logo? I believe it was. I don't think that says Zion. Well, you're not looking carefully enough, are you? You're, you're well, in on it. How carefully do I have to look? <laughs> I mean, honestly, it looks nothing like it. I think it was if you tilt it like at a diagonal angle and squint and have been drinking, then it yeah. might say Zion. Yeah, that's about as confusing as their opening titles this time round. I think I think what they're trying to do is is reflect the Brazilian rainforest. Oh, uh. I think. But it took me a long time because the first time I saw the trailer for the Olympics, I thought, "What the fuck are two crocodiles diving for?" <laughs> And I've seen it a few times now, and I've not really read any explanation, but I'm assuming they're reflecting the rainforest. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. No? No, I'm no. Well, there's, you know, no help to me whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, about the Olympics, we've talked about controversy, and obviously our commentators causing a little bit of controversy. Yeah. What about the North Korean? Did you see that? What have they been up to? 
North, you can't take your eye off him for a minute, can you? A North Korean athlete having a selfie with a South Korean athlete. <gasps> well, they're not allowed to go home now, are they? Well, no, there's been lots of things. What happens next? <laughs> and I sort of feel really sorry because uh, in some quarters it's been praised, you know, it's the Olympic spirit of unity. It's, it's a wonderful thing. But then I have read a few people saying, ooh, ooh we shouldn't be touching anything to do with North Korea. Mm. You know, the South Korean people shouldn't have had a photo taken. You think, my goodness. You can almost hear the firing squad preparing the ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, talking to mobiles, I think this, this is a, a reflection of the times we're in. I think it was in some fencing event one of the competitors had to stop fencing because their mobile had fallen out of their pocket. <laughs> take it out before it. you fight. <laughs> I mean, surely that's rule number one. You don't take your phone onto the... whatever it is you go on to fence. <laughs> the court, yeah. I don't know anything about fencing. The fencing rink. Here's a marketing idea for Apple or Samsung or any of the other smartphone producers. Why not make a... Here's, here's the one thing I know about fencing. Why not make an iEpi? Brilliant. Thank you. That's it for Science Science Chunks this week. Don't forget you can get in touch with us anytime on Twitter. At Trevor Ben. And join us for a live show this Sunday morning, 9 to 11 on CroydonRadio.com. Trevor Ben's Science Science Chunks. Chunks.